0: and welcome to another Change Your Game with GTD podcast. I'm Todd Brown and I'm here with Robert Peake. Hello. Our goal in this podcast is to support you in helping to realize the benefits of the Getting Things Done methodology, uh, stress-free productivity, and keeping your head clear, ensuring that you're focused on the right things. Um, and Robert, as you and I were um, talking about what we might talk about today, it's, it, it sort of came as a surprise, I think, to both of us that we hadn't addressed the topic, which is which is pretty fundamental, I think, in terms of the motivator that brings a lot of people to our work, namely that they feel uh, quite overwhelmed by things, they, by workload, by... The number of distractions they have, by you know, just generally the volume of their life. So we thought we'd talk today about about that, about um, overwhelm, maybe diagnosing it, and certainly what we can do to help by way of GTD. What's your What's your experience been? Uh, was it you know was was that something that brought you to the methodology in the first place, or what's your history with overwhelm? Absolutely,
1: yeah. Um, you know, the the aha moment. I think as I've, as I've said for me. In the GTD seminar was the mind sweep. It was that that realization that I I just had stacks and stacks of stuff that had been in my head, and how powerful it was to see it externalized for a for a moment in time. You know that it suddenly wasn't all in my head. That I I suddenly wasn't um, worried that I was going to forget something. And I think a lot of the the challenge with overwhelm, or a lot of I think where the stress and anxiety comes in having so much to do, um, is, is in that, is in that, um, sense that I, you know, that there's so much to do. Um, not all of it can necessarily be done. Am I focused on the right things because it's possible I'm missing something. It's possible in the midst of all this to do, um, you know that that there might even be something else lurking out there that I've forgotten about in the moment because I'm trying to use my head uh, to manage and track and retain all of those things that that need to get done. So for me, that definitely is one thing that that brought me to the methodology. It was a real mix of the stuff I had chosen to do via you know, work or study or, or these kind of formal paths called, you know, these are commitments you take on because you have a job. Um, and the overwhelm of wanting to do lots of things, wanting in a way to live, live a rich life, have hobbies, have other interests outside of the kind of typical work structure. Um, so ironically, it's that it's sometimes it's that wanting to have a lot in life, wanting to have a rich life, wanting sort of happiness and engagement that can lead to kind of just the opposite, that, that sense of overwhelm. If you don't have a good system to manage all that. So I see a lot of overwhelm with clients. It's kind of, it's, you know, um, it's, it's interesting sometimes how much people need this work and how sometimes difficult it is to schedule and get things set up to, to actually go in and be able to support them because of the overwhelm factor, right? You know, it's the, our, our clients are people often who, who really need this. Um, what about you in terms of your own experience, experience of clients who've been in a state of overwhelm? Um, what, what's that been like and how have you, how have you supported yourself and others kind of through that path?
0: Yeah, I, I think that for me at the beginning, one of the one of the big um, uh, attractions of getting things done was this this kind of promise that life didn't have to be about being overwhelmed, right? I think there was in the, in the corporate environment that I was working in at the time that I got exposed to GTD. Being overwhelmed was worn as a bit of a badge of honor, right? I've got way too much email. I'm in so much demand. I'm back you know, back-to-back booked in my calendar. I must be a really important person. And, uh, and and so there was this kind of bizarre, you know, feedback loop that that rewarded that kind of behavior and therefore led to, you know, and led to people sort of uh, in, in some slightly twisted way to aspiring to that. And that's, and just to be clear, that's not about, um, I think what they were sort of kidding themselves about was that that was a productive way to live. In other words, being overwhelmed was the way we get to be, you know, the, the way we get more done and the way that we, um, you know, in the way that we get boss to notice and the way that we get promoted and all that. And so It's something that i noticed myself and it's and it's something i'm I'm reflecting on a coaching that i did once with someone very senior in one of the firms here in london who who said the same thing that she said that the most important thing for her about gtd was that she, she recognized not just that there was an alternative to that but that she also recognized that um living that way living in a state of constant overwhelm not trusting your choices having the sense that you are you know that you're overbooked overcommitted not just that that was um, you know that that was uncomfortable in some sense, it was overwhelming, but also that it was a less productive way to live, right? because you were getting you were getting more of the wrong things done, probably overreacting to things or underreacting to things and and so that that kind of that really appealed to me right from the beginning, and it was one of the things that kept me going in my you know my first couple of weeks and months of my gtD practice was that kind of that kind of promise of yeah the world doesn't need to doesn't need to be this way and not just that you know it's not, again back to the point it's not about um, getting to the point where you are uh, you're completely stress-free because you're doing nothing right it's getting to the point where you're completely stress-free and you're getting more done than you ever have gotten done in your life right and 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 more of the right thing so it's both both efficiency and effectiveness as it were that have been maximized so yeah, it, it it definitely was one of the early uh the, the early uh the, the early sense that I had was that getting things done would be attractive for that reason. Um, number one. And and yeah, over the years it's one of the things I think an awful lot of clients, you know, because so many people are so overwhelmed by so many things these days. Um and that's I suppose one of the reasons that that our work continues to be so resonant and people are are drawn to it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean it it occurs to me that um be feeling overwhelmed doesn't improve your bottom line, right? That doesn't, doesn't improve it. Your feeling of feeling overwhelmed, being, being very busy, having a high volume of sales or deal flow or activity may improve your bottom line considerably, but the feeling of overwhelm going with that, there's no correlation, you know, it in fact, there may be a negative correlation, right? As you were saying, um, missing, missing balls, you know, um, not feeling like you can trust your choices moment to moment um, and the attrition that comes with that may have a very tangible effect on the quality of your business, your output, your productivity, and so forth. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I, I, I don't know a lot of, um, you know, uh, conversations around uh, sort of annual review and promotion and so forth, you know, where people necessarily either go, oh, wow, your your overwhelm level is like a 7 out of 10. That's, you're definitely ready for a promotion, <laughs> right? You know, that's, that's usually not one of the grading cri- cri- criteria, you know, for, for handing more responsibility to someone. It may be an unspoken kind of thing where in the culture that's kind of insidiously crept in. But the reality is if you want the next promotion, or if you're a business owner and you want to improve business, you're feeling overwhelmed may give you the illusory sense that the business is being improved. But the reality is that, you know, there's probably a negative correlation between those two. So it's very, you know, it's very practical. It's not just this kind of, you know, go uh, go wear, you know, knitted hemp and eat yogurt and, and be happy because you've got nothing to do. It's, as you said, it's very much, um, it's very much about recognizing. I think that that feeling of overwhelm is not necessarily doing you or anyone else any good. You know, I think there is some maturity that has to go with, um, you know, with with that realization that you have to be at a certain point in your career, life, et cetera, where you go, Oh yeah, my feelings don't necessarily affect the outside world positively mm. if they're if they're negative feelings. You know, so.
0: You know, it's funny, I, I think in some ways, it's the it, it is the most important promise of the work for so many people. Um, you know, stress levels, you can you know just open your newspaper and look at and look at stress levels, look at the fact. and And what I think is interesting, and I think we touched on this in one of our last podcasts was is this there seems to be this idea out there in the in the world. I think the phrase we used was, was rise and grind, right? There's this new sort of um, tendency among certain people to say, "Look, basically, you should never have downtime, and you should always be, you know, doing something productive." And and so, um, and and in that population, as far as I can tell, again, stress levels are valued, and you know, if you've got a high stress, that's a good thing, and and sort of living in 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 questionably sustainable ways, and. And I think again, what, what what GTD kind of offers is this surprising realization that you can be less stressed, more clear-headed, more confident about the choices that you're making about what to focus on, um, and get loads more done, right? And that I think for the for the people who get it, some people believe that's not possible, <laughs> right? So we, we need to start there, and they're just they're 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 you know they're going to say that's not uh, surely that can't be an offer. But I think for the people who get that, that's why you know that's why they're drawn to this, and that's why they they choose to um, you know to do GTD, to learn about it, to refine their practices, to refine their uh, you know to refine their systems, uh, because that's the promise, and it's 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 a it's an attractive promise, right? Yeah. So so let's let's get a little bit more practical. So if people are feeling overwhelmed, um, let's just spin some ideas about you know what what can they do to help with that.
1: Yeah, great. I mean, well, you know, the the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, going back to that original aha moment of the mind sweep. We often say in the seminar, and it was certainly my experience, that there's a mix of kind of grief and relief at realizing how much there is out there. So um, the relief comes from it no longer being in your head. Right? So just externalizing a crude list, an incomplete list of not yet clarified stuff um, can help a lot of people. But there is then also that kind of grief of going, wow, you know, some of these are potentially missed commitments. Some of these are things that, you know, I just, I look at it and I start to hyperventilate a little bit. So you're not quite mm-hmm. there yet, just in the, in the capture phase, I think. Um, so when you get to clarifying and organizing, when you get to creating, you know, a comprehensive list of your projects, for example, a comprehensive list of all the outcomes that you've committed to achieve, not not the someday maybe's, not the stuff that would be nice, but this is really on my plate. Here, here it is. This is the plate. You know, I think some people can have a bit of uh, indigestion to carry on the metaphor. Just looking at how much is is there, but we have we have some ways to work with that too. So. Todd, when, you, when you're working with clients and, and they go, wow, you know, I'm, I'm, maybe I'm afraid to create a comprehensive project list, or when I look at this project list that I've created that feels comprehensive, I still feel some overwhelm. How do you, how do you help them deal with that and navigate that? Because there is light at the end of that tunnel, right? There is, mm-hmm. there is something good there, but there's some stages along the way, I think, where you may get momentary relief and then go back into overwhelm. So how, how do you help with that?
0: yeah I, I think it's a really good point and and I think there are some tactical things you can talk about and I think there's some and encourage clients to do and I think there are also some uh, that there's something also about a mindset encouraging a certain mindset about the way that you think when you engage with your projects list so the first thing and this just goes to tactics is have I you know if I look at a clients projects list do I see clear outcomes do I see uh, you know, uh, intended finish lines. This is the way this looks if it's done. The second thing I'd probably look at is, um, you know, do, do the finish lines that they've defined, the projects that they've defined, do they have any kind of emotional component at all? Because to the extent that they have an emotional component, they are more likely to be attractive and then more likely to um, encourage us to engage with them, right, so that's somewhat subtler thing, but it's something that I would that I'd be looking for. And then when it comes to the mindset shift, you know, I think, and and this is something that's been necessary for me. Um, I think before we we pressed record on the on the you know on our on our podcast today, one of the things that that I was telling you about was David Allen was in town yesterday, was in London here and uh, dropped into a seminar that we were doing, and and you know David was talking about the fact that <clears throat> when you when you engage with your projects list, you. Uh, what he was saying was you engage with your projects list in a way that you see all of those things as being done. You view them as if they were done. And that generates um, mentally, it generates um, motivation, certainly, but it also generates then thinking about, okay, well, I'm not done yet, right? Uh, But if I want to be done, what's relevant that'll get me from where I am now to there, right? And so he was saying that that's, that's kind of the mindset shift that that a lot of people need to bring to their projects list. And it's something that I find myself, you know, to your point about feeling a bit overwhelmed by my projects list. And I do sometimes, right. Um, And I just have to remind myself that, that it's, if I think about the function of my projects list within my life, it's about, it's the biggest perspective aid I have in some ways, right. It's helping me to make sure that I, um, that I have, good balance between all of the things that i'm focusing on right that the projects those these bigger outcomes are getting enough attention from me and they're not getting neglected so i try to keep that in mind uh whenever i have this sort of sense that uh you know oh my gosh that's that's quite big and that's quite you know that feels a bit threatening and it feels whatever i try to remind myself that this um the, the the review of the projects list has that kind of benefit but you know at the same time i think we need to make space for the fact that and we say this often in the work you know gtd is not for the faint of heart right you will come face to face with all of your commitments whether they're whether it's that really tiny niggly thing that you've had on your mind for six months and have done nothing about right that's been generating a bit of mental you know mental low level mental stress uh or whether it's that big project which feels you know which feels quite uh quite daunting in some ways as you define it um uh but again ultimately codifying it as a project, documenting it, making sure it's someplace in your system that you'll review that project regularly is going to increase the chances that it happens, right? And uh, uh, increase your motivation to do it if it's, again, if it's if it's codified in the right way, if it's uh, defined in the right way. So, um, yeah, again, I'm, uh, that, that's a bit of a, a, an admission that there's a bit of yin and yang for me, I suppose, in the, in, in the, the projects list. I don't know yeah. what's your what's your experience.
1: Definitely no, and I think um, you know great tactical stuff there, and very very valuable. One one of the things I really heard you saying was was about you know this is my best possible chance at having some perspective, like at least I have a fighting chance of creating perspective. I was reflecting back on working with a client, and um, you know he was feeling very overwhelmed and looking at this very very extensive project list and then part of a kind of an organizational structure where he's very, very senior. And um, so as part of that, he was explaining, you know, what was going on and he was drawing out an org chart and all the people under him and all the people to the side of him and da 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 And he's this big branching thing. And then finally, he, he drew a little circle and he said, and there's me. So, and I'm one person. And I stopped him and I said, yes, you are. <laughs> You're one person and does this does this look like a, a you know something reasonable for one person if you were evaluating someone else and they had this much that they'd taken on, they were one of your directs, would that be reasonable? you know and and so as you said, by externalizing it, yes it's not for it's not for the faint of heart, but it gives you a chance to look honestly at if I want at this stage in my life to to spend some time with family or to have some breathing room or do other things or to just get on my, you know, bicycle and go for a ride once in a while. Um, is this reasonable? Is this, is this, have I taken on more than one human being in one lifetime, you know, should be, should be expected to do? Mm-hmm. So it lets you get objective. So some people potentially for the first time maybe in their lives about what you've committed to about what the kind of volume is and and then look at your standards you know it's like well do you want to do all of that and do you want to do all of that fast and do you want to do all of that you know accurately and not let anything drop and slip through it's like well good luck, good luck. You know, being sort of comprehensive and also doing it rapidly and also doing it to a high standard of quality isn't necessarily also reasonable as well. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, do you want it kind of fast and shoddy or do you want, you know, to take on fewer things and to do it to a a better standard of quality? Or what do you want? How does this match up with your value system, um, with your kind of how you're wired? But those are decisions ultimately you do have to make, right? GG isn't going to tell you, you know, Go through your system and cut out all the projects that start with the letter P, right? You know, there's not some arbitrary way of doing this. It will hold up a really good mirror so you can finally get a good look and go, oh, wow, yeah, you know, there's, there's, there's a little something here, you know, or, or, you know, this, this really um, isn't, isn't appropriate. I need to find a way to restructure, renegotiate, or just admit, look, work is, my life is about work right now. That's fine. That's what I've taken on. You know, and I need to be at peace with the fact that, yeah, if I, if I want to say yes to all this and do this, it's going to be 10, 10 p.m. quitting time most days and, and most Saturdays as well. So it's an opportunity, right? It's an opportunity to um, decide how important it is to not be overwhelmed and what you're willing to potentially give up you know, in order to do, but it's a conscious decision, right? It's, it's, what am I willing to give up? That's really, um, that's really something that I'm, that I'm willing to give up rather than what I'm doing now, which is just letting a bunch of stuff kind of slip through the cracks as a way to manage the overwhelm, which, as we know, just creates more overwhelm. Mm.
0: So. so, okay. So, so if we, if we think some more about practical, uh, sort of practical tips, you've talked about the importance of of externalizing things, you have talked about the importance of review. Um, we've talked a little bit about how we how we recommend that people interact with their you know interact with their systems, how they kind of think about interacting with what they've with the with the inventories, with the list they've created. Um, talked about being realistic about you know what, what what is the the set of things that I've committed to, right? And, and I'm with you there completely. I've had in many client engagement situations where people have just you know, by by externalizing and being really clear about the inventory of their commitments, they they've come to the same conclusion that your client came to, which is, this is just not doable. It's not sustainable. Um, and and I think I think the other thing that's important about what you said is, you know, you said at the end there, some people will choose to say, "Hey, I," you know, right now my life is about work and that is it. You know, I'm I'm, I'm reminded of an interview I read with someone back in the the dot com days back when the Ham, uh, boom was going on and he talked about um he talked about his friends and his family not in some sort of a valuable way but as as being uh uh drag coefficients that they were getting in the way of him of him doing the things that he wanted to do um and again you know the, the, what i think what we want to say here is that if you want to be you know, as near as possible, 100% on being uh, being a productive employee or productive entrepreneur or productive whatever, whatever it is that work looks like for you. We got lots to offer, right? And GTD is not about, you know, as we said before, it's not about you know sitting in the lotus position and and meditating about all the things you could be doing. It's about getting a lot done, and it's really just about being conscious and and making choices, as you said, about where to focus.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, <laughs> that, that you know, that, that little anecdote just reminds me of the quote. I wish I had the attribution, but just, you know, nobody has ever lain on their deathbed and, and thought to themselves, gosh, I really wish I'd spent more time in the office. <laughs> no, it's just not a, it's not a thing, folks. So, so, yes, I mean, you know, gr- grinding, uh, too, is such a wonderful kind of, a- apt metaphor for it when you don't have a system to support you with that so to me i think you know gtd is we're swapping the sort of the sort of coffee grinder for the laser gun really in a way right you know with a with a grind mentality you're just kind of grinding at whatever comes your way you know it's a blunt implement um, um or a sharp one with a lot of teeth but it's it's just grinding everything you put in whereas we're you know helping you to create focus to laser in to really burn through those things that um that matter right so anyway my little metaphor brain kind of just went went nuts with (laughs) that material but you know in case that's helpful it's a lot more uh, it's a lot less overwhelming to have a you know to have a laser gun in a in a science fiction firefight than to be trying to do it all with a meat with a meat grinder or coffee grinder
0: (laughs) good stuff so so robert here we go top top tips right so someone comes to you and they say uh and they say they're overwhelmed you got you got 30 seconds to give them some advice. What's your advice?
1: Get it out of your head. That's going to start helping. Then get it clarified and organized into into projects and actions. Um, if that's not enough, as you start reviewing it, start looking up the higher horizons. Look at your look at your areas of focus. Are you giving appropriate attention by your projects to those different areas that matter for you in terms of work and home and so forth? So, basically, start marching up the horizons of focus. Start with the capture. And then as you clarify and organize at the at the basic levels, that's going to help too. Eventually, at some point, if you're a really high volume person, that's not going to be up enough. Keep marching up the levels, basically. To have a look at that horizons of focus model, clarify from bottom to top, see if that doesn't give you um, greater and greater relief as you work the process. Mm-hmm. What about you, Todd? Elevator pitch for overwhelm.
0: I was going to say that you you've really hit all the uh, an awful lot of the high the, the, the high things I would hit. I think the other thing I would add is just. it it goes back to this mindset question we were talking about earlier, you know, view, um, review your system regularly, right? Try to make sure that you're not letting, the longer time goes by between, you know, reviews of your system, um, the less you're going to trust it, the more it becomes this kind of source of stress, frankly, a place where things are sitting that you know you should be engaged with, but you're not engaging with. So so make sure that you're reviewing um, frequently. And just keep in mind that you know, as you've been creating the the content in your system, as you've been clarifying and organizing and and creating next actions and projects and doing all that work, that what you're really trying to do is be is be supportive of your future self, right? So you' when you look at your system, um, and I try this one sometimes as well, I, I just you know say a little uh, a little, moment of thanks to my past self who has done all that good work that then sets me up to be as clear-headed as focused and as productive as i can be in the current moment
1: i love that idea of thanking thanking your past self you know think, think about your future self but remember it was your good old past self that did that that did the good hard work of clarifying that got you here that's great and i like that i try to try that out
0: great stuff well, thank you all, thank you for being with us today um, in the Change Your Game with GTD podcast. As always, if there is anything we can do to be of support to you, please get in touch with us. You can find us uh, on the web at www.next-action.eu. Uh, also, if you have any topics that you'd like to hear us discuss, some of our some of our best uh, podcasts have been uh, listener uh, listener suggested topics. So please do get in touch and let us know about those as well. From me and from Robert, Have a great weekend and we'll look forward to seeing you next time.